it is such an honor and a privilege to be with uh, all my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. Um, I wish I could be with you uh, more and and, uh, um, you know, maybe one day we'll be able to meet uh, some of you, uh, but if not here, uh, we'll, we will meet in glory, and uh, that will be a wonderful thing, and uh, it's going to be a wonderful uh, day when we're all together in glory, uh, worshiping together uh, around the throne of God. But uh, it certainly is, uh, like I say, a, a wonderful uh, thing, and, and it's a great uh the thing that we have the technology to be able to do this, and we praise the Lord for that. My devotional this morning is, uh, or this afternoon, is going to be centered around our thoughts regarding uh, this coming Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord. And uh, you know, every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Um, we, you know, we we get together because. Uh, uh, every Sunday is celebrating the fact that we serve a risen Savior. Uh, but I think it's proper and necessary that we we take a day and we have special emphasis upon it. And uh, maybe we haven't thought about uh, prayer, um, the prayer of our risen Lord. And I want to uh, just share something very uh, quickly with you uh, this afternoon. If you uh, turn to Luke 24, um, we're going to look at uh, some verses there, and then we'll look at uh, another passage in Hebrews as we close. But I don't know if uh, you've ever thought much about the fact that our Lord um, did pray after uh, he uh, had uh, uh, had arose from the grave. Now, we do not have the actual written words uh, recorded in Scripture, but it does mention this fact. Now, let me back up for just a moment and just say Luke 24 is one of my favorite passages in the gospel because um, I, I love the way Luke presents this, and it's almost as if the reader is eavesdropping uh, on these uh, disciples in Christ uh, as they make their way uh, from Jerusalem on the road to Emmaus. And uh, so we get to peer into uh, this whole event and listen to their conversation. I think it's fascinating. And, and it gives insight into the attitude and mindset uh, of the disciples who were defeated. They were discouraged. Uh, they, they had lost all hope. Um, and of course, that tells us that at, even at that point, they had uh, a misunderstanding about Jesus and who he was and what his mission was. And of course, it gives us um, insight into the attitude and, and, and mindset and the actions of, of Christ, the resurrected Lord, as well. It's just a wonderful, fascinating passage. And of course, we know how it unfolds, and the disciples invite this one who uh, he, he tells them uh, many things about the scripture. It talks about beginning at Moses. He talks about the, uh, the, the law and the prophets. And I've always thought, wouldn't you and I love to have been there to hear that Bible study? Um, uh, what, what a wonderful thing that must have been. But as he accepts the hospitality of these Emmaus disciples in verse 30 of Luke 24, it says, Now it came to pass, as he sat at table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. 
And one of the important words in that verse is the word blessed. And we're going to read that word a couple more times in a moment um, at the end of this chapter. And so it's mentioned three times. That's an interesting word, the word blessed. It's actually from the original word eulageo, which, of course, we get the word eulogy from. And one of the one of the uh, definitions um, of that particular word uh, means to consecrate a thing with solemn prayers. And so, again, that word indicates that our risen Lord prayed. We don't have the like I said, we don't have the specific. Uh, words uh, of those prayers, uh, but we know he prayed. And again, look with me at the very end of this chapter. Uh, as Luke closes it out, he says, and he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. There's another one. Now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. And so that's how Luke closes out his his um, gospel there. But I, I think it's very interesting. And again, I don't know if you have, have thought, I don't know that I ever thought much about the fact of, of the prayers uh, of our risen Lord. And so what does this mean? What 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 do we conclude? From this, well, I think there's two main things that we can include or um, think about, meditate upon, in regard to the fact that that our risen, resurrected Savior that we celebrate, uh, that that He prayed. Number one, we learned that prayer was still important and a priority for the risen Christ, and I think that's very interesting. Um, again, He offered thanks for the meal and the hospitality offered to him by the Emmaus disciples. And of course, as we read in that last uh, section, he offered prayer for the disciples as he departed from them. There was still a concern. There was still a love for them. And he prayed for these disciples as he uh, left uh, uh, to ascend back into heaven. And so I think that's very interesting. Prayer was still a priority for the risen Lord, as we said. And the second thing I think that we learn from this is as Christ blessed or he prayed for the disciples then, he continues to bless or pray for his disciples now. And you say, well, how do we know that? Well, our, we, our risen Lord is still active on our part. And I think this is where you and I, right now, presently, should be able to rejoice uh, at that fact. Look with me and turn over to Hebrews chapter 7. You probably know the verses to which I'm going to refer, but uh, I'll begin in verse 23, uh, Hebrews 7, verse 23. Also, there were many priests because they were prevented by death from continuing. But he, two important words there, but he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for him. Now, 
I, I don't know about you, but every time I read those verses, that should make even the most sour and dour Christian uh, want to shout just a little bit. And so I hope that that I, I hope that that makes you uh, a little bit excited today when you think about the fact that you have a risen Savior. He's not dead, folks. He is in heaven. Uh, we we worship and we praise a living Savior. And not only that, to add to that, he's making intercession for you and I. And that's the that is the reason why. Uh, the verse that we all know well, 1 John 1, 9, that's why it works. That's why it always will work. And what does it say? That if we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Friends, that is a relationship verse. That's not a salvation verse. That's a relationship verse. And the reason it works and the reason we can go to him at any time, anywhere, uh, and and for all time, is because he's a risen Savior making intercession for us. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. And so intercession, again, uh, one of the aspects or the definitions of that word, by the way, uh, is this. It's defined as praying for or to offer an entreaty for a person. And so in that sense, our Lord is continuing as a resurrected Savior to pray for you and I before the heavenly father now that boggles the mind it's overwhelming to think about but what a wonderful thing and what a wonderful blessing it is and i truly hope that that you think uh and rejoice over that uh as you think about the fact that my savior my lord my god is not in the grave he is risen again let me just say one little side uh thing here about the risen Lord. I had the opportunity when I was a very young boy to go to Jerusalem. And uh, and uh, I remember very vividly stepping into what they believed to be uh, very likely the, the, the tomb where Christ was laid. And while I don't remember everything about that particular trip, this is still vividly imprinted on my mind. As you step into this this cold, dark uh, place that's hewn out of the rock, very near uh, Calvary. Um, let, me, let me just tell you, the place is empty. There's no bones. There's no coffin or sarcophagus. It's empty. And that's because our Lord is not there. And what a wonderful thing to think about. What a wonderful thing to celebrate. And everything is everything that you and I believe, everything that you and I know to be the truth is because we have a risen Savior. And that Savior, again, is praying for us. He's interceding for us. And I again, I hope that if, if uh, you're down today, if you're discouraged, that this truth will ring in your hearts because there's a lot of darkness. There's no doubt about it. There's a lot of things for which we could be discouraged. But I hope that you will think and you'll ponder and you will meditate uh, upon these things that I have a risen Savior who's praying for me. And in fact, I want to end with some words from a sermon that was preached by Charles Spurgeon. And listen to what he says as he as he talks about this particular verse in Hebrews. He says, that man 
who once died on the cross is alive. That Jesus who was buried in the tomb is alive. If you ask me what he is doing, I bid you listen. Listen if you have ears. Did you not hear him, poor penitent sinner? Did you not hear his voice sweeter than harpers playing on their harps? Do, do, did you not hear a charming voice? Listen, what did he say? Oh, my father, forgive them. Why? He mentioned your own name. Oh, my father, forgive them. He knew not what he did. It is, it is true he sinned against light, knowledge, and warnings. He sinned willfully and woefully. But father, forgive him. Penitent, if you can listen, you will hear him praying for you. And that is why he is able to save. Folks, again, I just want to leave you by saying we can rejoice today. We can be glad and we can be praising in our hearts no matter the darkness around us because we serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. And how do we know that? Well, he lives within our hearts, and he is making intercession for us on our behalf. And may the Lord add his blessing to his word, and may he bless you. Thank you.